Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Super excited to have you here today. Today's guest has been through a lot in his life. He overcame massive odds became a professional athlete and then has been able to take all of that into the corporate world, the business world, and he's become a motivational speaker and an author. So my next guest's name is Sean Harper. His childhood was marked with poverty. By the fifth grade, he was documented with five learning disabilities. He stuttered, he has academic failure, drugs and alcohol. And despite the insurmountable odds, Sean had the instinct and true passion for his goals, and he was able to overachieve these and become successful in his life. He talks about the power of manifestation in this conversation as well, which is really great because I love hearing about that when people make it to, the, to, to any professional level and to be able to teach it. So he, he's a former NFL offensive lineman who played a total of seven seasons with the Rams, the Oilers, the Colts, and in NFL Europe. Since 2004, he's been able to own and operate American Services Protection, a multi-million dollar security services firm headquartered in Columbus, Ohio. He's a motivational speaker and author and showcases his journey from grit and sweat of the NFL locker room to the corporate culture of the boardroom. And that has proved to show that he can win in both worlds, corporate and in the sports world. And this is what I loved about this conversation as well is because to be able to make it to that level of athlete as, a, as an athlete in sports, it takes immense amount of focus and an immense amount of, of, of work ethic. And we talk about manifestation, how he was so laser focused and how he got there and now how he's able to teach that in real life. So he's also coined the term the winning edge, which is the name of his book, which is what we unpack. And he's also writing another book right now, which is also exciting. And he'll get into that as well. So really excited for you guys today. I always love unpacking these kind of conversations uh, and being able to get as much gold in a period of time that doesn't take too much time out of your day, but we still, we still get and get all the juicy stuff out and, you know, to be able to have some fun while we're doing it. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Sean Harper coming right up. Sean, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. Let's have fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you've had a quite eventful life. You're doing some amazing things. Um, and as always, I can't wait to unpack everything that you're up to now. But sure. I always love to kind of give people a little more insight into your life, a little bit more than the intro and kind of maybe just t- take us back and give us a bit of your backstory. Start wherever you feel is relevant. And you know, maybe paint a picture and fill in the gaps of how you got to where you are today. Sure, would love to. First of all, thanks for having me on the show today. Um, I count this as a privilege that you you are exposing me to your tribe, your community. So uh, I I just hope and it's my intention that uh, this will bless uh, whoever's listening. My backstory is that I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, the classic single parent setting, uh, one of six kids. I've had challenges early on uh, from day one in school. You know, that's where a lot of my challenges uh, were. Um, I had to repeat the first grade, um, documented with four to five learning disabilities by the time I was in the fifth grade, stuttered my entire life uh, up until college. And 
I actually, actually remember students asking me questions just so that I could stutter so they can get their laugh. Oh. It, it, it really kind of shut me down as far as speaking. Um, um, I was a subpar athlete. And just let me just back up right there for a second. If I could park that right there, is that, you know, stuttered my entire life um, was hazed and teased in the reference um, in the area of um, um, not being a, being able to effectively communicate. And look at me now, I'm a motivational speaker, I'm a public speaker. And I'm saying that not to brag, but I'm saying that sometimes uh, your greatest opposition is your greatest blessing. Um, you have to have resistance in your life. You have to have pushback. And that's, that's what makes you stronger. Underneath all that adversity and rejection, there was a motivational speaker. Um, that's huge. And that I believe is gonna bless a few people out there that sometimes the area of your struggle is really the area of your gifting. Um, but anyway, you know, I was kicked out of a couple schools because of disciplinary issues, raised not as a bad boy, but I was a mad boy. Um, I relished the opportunity to get in trouble or do anything that's deviant. I left high school with a 1.62 accumulative GPA, not on my CT. Um, barely started in high school sports. In fact, I was voted most likely to fail. That's huge. Um, they had the most likely to succeed, most likely to fail. I go off to a junior college in Mason City, Iowa. First year at that junior college, everything is on the trajectory of failure. Um, and then uh, I, I, started, I started to make a few changes. In the second year, I was inducted to the Junior College Hall of Fame. I started first team all region, full scholarship to Indiana University. And then the rest is history. Played in the NFL, business owner, a couple companies, and I'm, I'm a speaker. So that's it. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's so modest. <laughs> Done. So let's, all right. This, this is, this is always fascinating to me is what was it like growing up with that? And what was, what was the situation like in your family? Because there, there's, you could have gone the other way too, you know? And this is what, like, what was that change that you, you had to make that fork in the road that we, you know, you either, kind of go down the tube or you, you make that change and end up what you did making the NFL, which is not an easy thing to do. Right. The secret is focus. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that I did is that, is that I wrote down three letters, NFL. And every day I'd wake up and say, NFL, that's where I'm going. Every night before I went to sleep, I take one last look, NFL, that's where I'm going. Now I have all this rejection, all this, you know, people saying, Sean, you know, you're this, you're a failure. And it's very dangerous because um, people oftentimes let people's opinions become their realities. And it's like, you're a failure, you're a loser, this is what's going to happen to you, this is your life, this is your future, you know? Yeah. And then this letter that says the NFL. Every person has a dream. Um, and your dream is like a seed. You can often count the number of seeds in an orange, but you can never count the number of oranges in the seed, right? It's like that dream was in you. It's in you. And so one of the things that I did is that I shift my focus from their opinions to my dream. And when you begin to focus intently on your dream of where you're going and your purpose, you move out of creation and you move into something much, much, much more powerful and that's manifestation. And so I, you know, change your focus, you change your life. That's one of the things I did. And there's a couple other ones, but that's, 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 that's one of the main ones. So at the time, 
because this is, you know, I, I was trying to play pro sports as well. I was a hockey player, but why I want to talk about this because it's so important at that age that a lot of these kids don't get is that it takes so much focus and there's so many distractions, but what happens is now in hindsight, you, you know, I, it makes sense visualization. It makes sense manifestation, but at the time it didn't, did you know what you were doing or was it just, you were just laser focused because there's so much talk about it now. Right. I, you know what, to be honest, I mean, I could say, well, yes, I've discovered yeah. that's, that's bogus. I did something that was, um, uh, wow. You know, it, it, it was, it was actually powerful. I took a thought and I embodied that thought with emotion. And that was the secret. I had something that happened early on. Um, and I actually went back to junior college early and I was angry. I just wanted to get out of Columbus, Ohio. And I go back to that junior college angry. And I had a thought. And that thought was that I'm going to make it to the next level. I had a thought, I had focus, and I had emotion behind it. Those are the secrets. And there's one more, and you act as if you're there. But I haven't gotten to that point yet. I'm just driven like, like the third Rocky movie. You know, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it, it's, I always I find it so interesting how, you know, it's such a small percentage can play, you know, become a pro athlete. So there's just that there's that window of opportunity that you, you take advantage of. And what I find interesting as well is when you're going through that career and, you know, you, you always learn a lot as well about how it's not always what it seems from the outside. There's a lot of challenges that come in playing pro sports too, because anyone I've talked to, they say that, yeah, you know, it's, it's, we see, we see the athletes show up on Sunday or whatever sport they're playing. They don't understand the work that goes into it sometimes. Like, what was that like during your, your time there? What are some of the challenges that you had to face to kind of get up all the time and to stay at that level that you need to be at to keep your spot? So, first of all, you know, the level of, of focus that I've seen was basically off the map, to your credit, what you had mentioned earlier. Football is an amazing sport and all professional sports are, 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 are amazing because it, it embodies your intellect, it embodies your emotion, it, 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 the physical aspect of it all, they all work in concert, they all work in agreement, they all work in unison. It's, it's, it's you know, you could be, you know, focused as someone in corporate America and, um, you might not use the physical as much, but sports is spirit so embodied. They're yeah. working in agreement. And that is what's very important is that your body is in agreement. And when you move spirit so embodied, it, it basically your body is in agreement when we're all, all focused on the same goal or it's all going to the same purpose and destination. But to sit there, you know, and to train. We would get to the stadium around seven o'clock in the morning. Um, some people were there earlier if they had injuries, and you wouldn't leave till like six or seven o'clock that night. You're there all day, and you're locked in, and you are focused. And the players that keep that focus, 
usually are the players who played 10, 12, 13 years in the league. Yeah, how do you, what's the hack? How do they stay focused like that? How do you stay motivated? How do you stay inspired to go and get, like, what, what did you see as, as, like, the best players or even yourself well, to be able to? You see, and, and this, is a, this is a long rabbit hole right here. Okay? Yeah. But I really want to talk about this. When you are tapped into winning, you pull from a different source. You pull from the essence of who you are. We are created to win. We are winners by birth. Okay. This is why when you go to a football game and if, and if they lose every single game for the next five years, no one's going to show up. But if they win every single game for the next five years, everyone's going to show up. Why? Because your DNA is lined up with winning. Winning is stronger. It's, 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 it's one of the strongest forces in the world. The mere fact that you're listening to me, I'm listening to you, and whoever else is listening means that you're a winner. Why? Because you're one of two million to three million sperm cells that fertilize the egg, right? So what was it? Yeah. It was race. It was a competition. You know, it was like swimming, like only the strong <laughs> survived, right? Check it out, right? That's so true. Look, that is the essence of who you are. The world steals that by the third or fourth grade, and they call it success. It's not the same. Success is winning. And so now they've kind of pulled the win out of you and you're, and you're preoccupied with other things and, and status. But, but, when, but, but when you tap into the essence of who you are, your win is greater than your why. Your why is the motive behind what you're doing. The win is who you are. And so when you tap into your true identity as a winner, wow. You're pulling from a different power source, a different drive, a different motivation. It's, it's really, I, I love that because it's so true when you break it down like that. But why, why does the world, why, why does it do that? Why does, you know, you have, it's so important to have that belief. But wh why is everybody doubt themselves? Like, how does that even start? I always wonder that. Like, why is everybody, uh, you know, I don't understand where, where does that start when we're kids in school? The teacher says you can't do something like, I don't understand how that takes over, you know? Well, one of the ways that, that uh, we doubt ourselves is through peer pressure. So let me, yeah. let me unpack this for a second. If I could, we criticize outliers at a young age anyone who's different we criticize anyone that uh, dares to be different who colors outside the lines we criticize oh you can't do this no you have to do that right but yet it's amazing when we get older we idolize the same type of people and so what happens is that at a young age we're pulled into this trap of being normal and the fear that exists if you break the boundaries. I don't know if it's a doubt that you can't do it or is it the fear of rejection if you don't do it. I think it's more of the fear of rejection than the doubting. Because if you wanted to do something 
and you there was no repercussions for what you're doing, how much resistance would you come up against? Yeah. And it's like, it, I mean, it's like if I want to jump in and have a big real estate opportunity and I might lose all my money in this opportunity, but so what? Who cares? It's like no one's going to say nothing. No one's going to laugh at you. In fact, they're going to congratulate you. Good job, bro. Probably a jump in. Hey, hey, no problem. Yeah, you might need to start all over, but hey, go, go for it. Versus, did you hear what happened to Harold? Mm. Mm. That, that is the big chain, the fear of man. Yeah, fear is, is an evil thing. You talk about resistance and how important that is. And, you know, what about, what, what, what about the transition from, from pro sports into the corporate world? What kind of resistance did you feel? Like what, because, you know, you're part of this, you're, you've kind of become this athlete. You're that persona now. You're that, you're that pro athlete. But then you want to, you want to make the switch. You want to, you want to pivot over. What was that like? And what kind of resistance did you face? And, right. and, and like, how hard was that? Right. So, wow. It, it was, it was extremely hard because as I begin to move into corporate, they try to put me in a box. Yeah. Well, here's the best practices. Here's protocol. This is what we do. And this is how we do things. And here's the box. Please check your NFL and professional sports experience at the door and do what we do. I'm like, <laughs> I tried it. I'm like, this, 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 this is horrible. You are playing a success game and not playing a winning game. There's no way you can win like this. And so what I did is that once again, I tapped into the essence of who I was, a winner. Yeah. Everybody, everyone is hearing me. You're winners, man. You have, to, you have to get that in your being because you will only manifest who you are. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. You're a winner. And so when I tapped into the win, I started thinking like an athlete in a corporate setting. And so I don't have goals. I have strategies. I don't look for opportunities. I look for the edge. That is just a different way of thinking. And I said, I mean, 0.02% of any professional athlete makes it to the NFL for one year. I'm bringing that into the boardroom. Over 90% of all C-level sweet female executives were high school or collegiate athletes. Over 90%. They're bringing an edge to the table. And so I bring that edge in from the sports world. I'm going to marry both worlds. I'm going to marry both worlds. That's the thing is a lot of people that don't play sports or haven't, they don't understand but now when I look back, I realize all the things that I learned from sports and it's unbelievable, man. Like I didn't realize it or appreciate it, but it gave me so many tools, teamwork, um, work ethic, commitment, all this stuff that you learn at a young age that you're, and then, you know, to listen to your elders, to like, it was just such an amazing experience. And that's why I, I love tapping into somebody that gets to that pro level because it's just, it's that much more challenging and that many more levels to, to overcome. So being able to take all that and move that over to, this, to, the, to the 
well, I'm not going to say real world, but to wherever where else is. And to be able to have that is like a massive edge, right? Like if you can realize that, but you know, maybe some people don't realize that what they have because all they've done is sports. So they don't realize how much value they actually have in the, that they could use in the real world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, and to your point, which is, you know, which is an amazing point is, Here's my question to you and your audience. Well, not to you because you know you play sports, but to your audience. Where else, where else are kids going to learn competition? Where are they going to learn stick to itness in our current society, 2019? Where are they going to learn how to compete? Where are they going to learn how to win? Where are they going to learn how to lose? Where are they going to learn how to win from adversity? learn from adversity how where do they learn teamwork now i'm sure there's some programs here and there that can help a kid out because some of your members are like well no we have the, but it's not a lot it's not a lot by and far they get that in sports they get yeah. that they, they're not going to get it off their video game they're going to get that in sports that's yeah. why I, I mean my son bless his heart. I mean, you know, he likes football. He doesn't love football, but I'm making him play the game, right? And of course he thinks that, well, dad, you're trying to relive through me. I'm like, son, you can never do what I did. Maybe. You might have been what I did. Maybe. Okay. Uh, um, um, but uh, I don't see that for you. I think that you're, but I'm making him play sports. Yeah. And at first he didn't want to play, but I'm making him play sports because he needs to understand that this is a game, life is a game, and the same principles you're learning on the field, you're gonna use in life, because there's gonna be days when you're gonna wanna give up, there's gonna be days when you wanna walk out, there's gonna be days when you wanna quit, but you can't because you got a team depending on you, whether it's on the field or it's your family, they're depending on you. Yeah, it's that accountability at a young age is important, and and the higher level you get in sports, the more accountable you have to be, and then you're not just, you're not just quitting yourself. You're letting your, your, your teammates down and that's not a good feeling. And learning that, how important that your team is when you come yes. into the working world, yes. that is important because when other, you put other people ahead of yourself and you learn at a young age, like that's got to be one of the most valuable lessons. That's huge. You know? That, that is one of the essence and, and the crux of community. Yeah. You know? Unfortunately, with online communities, it's not expected. Mm. And so when they turn off the computer and they try to engage day-to-day, it's tough. It's tough it's a, for them. It's a different world now, man. I don't even know. Like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to – it's, you know, they got their technology everywhere. and I mean, it's good and bad, I think, you know, but there has to still be that I agree with sports and that learning that at a young age. Um. I love to talk about the winning edge strategy. Like I want to talk about, you know, what that means exactly. And I know like I can, I, I just, I love hearing you talk about it and yeah. And that's the same title as your book, right? The eight principles that'll bring out the winner in you. I would love to hear about it, man. So, so, so I look back over my life, you know, from, as I mentioned, stuttering to becoming a motivational speaker. I mean, I stuttered bad too from, uh, barely starting in high school football to becoming uh, a, a collegiate and professional athlete, um, owning two companies, um, just even socially. And I've been married for I've been married for about twenty years, right? Mm-hmm. It's just just 
tons of things that I've learned. And unfortunately, a lot of what I've learned wasn't learned in school. And as I begin to dig deep and I begin to look, and I begin to, I call it MacGyver, right? I begin to mife a little bit. I'm like, wait a second. There are strategies out there. There are techniques out there that uh, if you apply them, if you master them, you can be extreme. You can win on a whole new level in life. Like, let me give you an example. Um, in order to win in life, and this this is not even in the book, but in order to win in life, which it, it could be a good book, you have to be able, uh, or you have to to learn how to excel in mastering people, understanding people, understanding problems, and understanding that problems are opportunities, understanding prosperity and wealth, understanding poverty, okay, and understanding if you can master or if you become a student in these areas, wow, your success or your win in life will go through the roof. Just understanding people alone, understand the different temperaments, knowing how to engage, knowing how to edify, knowing how to smile, eye contact, handshake, engaging people. It is no coincidence that two of the most successful men in the world own companies that deal with people. Microsoft deals with people around the world, billions of people, mm -hmm. Warren Buffett, insurance and Dairy Queens, dealing with people the most successful or the most winning companies in the world are companies that, that engage people directly. And if you don't understand people, if you don't understand how to engage people, how to maneuver people, your chances of winning in life are slim. The same thing with understanding paradigms. Wealth is created in paradigms and poverty is created in paradigms. Example, 1990, 91, the internet was introduced for the first time for public use. In that moment, on that day, businesses were born. They don't realize it yet, but you look at Microsoft maybe, well not Microsoft, but you look at uh, Yahoo and all these online companies, Facebook, or we, all that came from that day. Mm -hmm. And on that day, thousands of companies died. The U.S. Post Office is suffering. Other companies, people are downsizing. Malls are going out of business. Amazon is rising. Everything else is dying because of that paradigm that happened 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Understanding every day there's a paradigm and you have to make sure you're on the right side of that paradigm. 9-11 was a paradigm. I mean, there used to be a kiosk outside of the security gate that served drinks when after 9-11 you can't take drinks in that was a, that was a paradigm that kiosk is out of business but whoever made those blue gum those daggone blue gloves I, I need that stock because they're making billions off of a paradigm yeah i um i really yeah so i really want to circle back to what you're talking about how what you're talking about is communication essentially with like if you Communication is everything. Everything. Would you say that is the most, that is the most valuable thing? Because that's what I've, I, I've sat and thought about. Like, what is the most important thing when it comes to business, sales, whatever? It's your ability to communicate. Yes. You can't communicate with another human and influence yes. them or raise their state. Yes. And then what can, you can't do anything. It is, 
Communication, you're right. Out of, if there's one skill to master, being able to uh, communicate your thoughts, receive thoughts, collaborate, teamwork, leadership, all that's based off of communication. And if you have a deficit in communication, then nothing else that you'll do will prosper. So you have to become a master at that. Like example, over 90% of all communication is nonverbal. So are you, have you mastered your own body language before you begin to try to read another person's body language? Mm-hmm. Communication style, the way you look, the way you dress, all of that is important. Yeah. And you can have a great opportunity. You can have a, but if your presentation sucks, if your delivery sucks, it will directly influence your income. Yeah, it's such a good point. There's so many factors that go into that. And I feel like that's what it breaks down to every time. It's like, how did you communicate your idea? <laughs> Like, how did you, did you, could you influence, did you raise their state enough that they got excited? Like, you know? Yeah. Which, by the way, is something that's not taught in schools. I mean, they uh. class, but they don't teach, like example, the four basic temperaments. They don't teach that. Mm-hmm. How to navigate different temperaments, how to talk to different temperaments, how to receive from different temperaments. How, what they value, it's never taught. Yeah. I, um, I really, I find paradigms and all that stuff so interesting too. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot that I wanted to unpack with what you were saying there. That's why I didn't want to forget and move on because it's important. And so paradigms are, are, are kind of like, what, what would you, how would you just define them for anybody that doesn't know about a paradigm? It's almost like an, a life-changing event, would you say, yeah. in it your is, mind and in, in reality? It is, it is a significant, in my opinion, it is a significant, sudden, permanent shift that's not going to shift back. And there are hundreds of paradigms that happens every single day. Let me how, do, how do we shift our own paradigm? Wow. How do you shift your own, <laughs> your own paradigm? Well, to be honest, um, you shift your own paradigm by sh- shifting your self-concept of who mm-hmm. you are. That's why I go back to I'm a winner. So yeah. that is the essence of who I am. Now everything else lines up with the fact that I'm a winner. You really can't shift your pair. You can shift your thoughts. You can shift yeah. your behavior. But unless you shift who you are, the essence, the crux of who you are, your identity, eventually everything else will 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 line up. Or even worse, you live a life that's unauthentic. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love it. So, what kind of you know, you're, you're speaking as well. I can tell you'd be a great speaker, man. Like what have, you know, what are some things, what other things you're working on right now? And, and, you know, walk us, walk us through your, uh, you know, what you're, what you're up to and you know, what it looks like. Okay. So first I have to do this because my marketing manager says, I have to say, Hey, my book, the winning edge, purchase it off of Amazon. 
Um, you know what I'm going to do too? Uh, if you go to seanharper.co, you can get the book downloaded for free, right? So we'll awesome. keep this. Okay, that's done. So <laughs> uh, I was going to, we'll still, we'll still plug it at the end again, just to make okay. sure. Sure. Um, I'm working. Um, I've, I've finished my next book and it is a revolutionary book. It's um, the book on goals. It's talking about why most people never achieve their goals and how uh, you can take certain steps and you could achieve just about maybe 70% of all your goals in, pro, um, in like record time. And I'm exposing what the stars, the athletes, the politicians um, use to achieve their goals that we don't use. And so being in that field or tasting that life, I was able to observe a lot, observe a lot. I'm working on an actual online course, a huge course, um, uh, and it's called Play to Win. And I'm introducing winning strategies and techniques and assignments to help shift that paradigm, to shift your mind to a winning mindset. Um, so that's gonna be coming out within the next 90 days. Uh, and I'm just traveling and I'm just speaking and I'm just blessing uh, and investing because the world's greatest resource is people. Yeah. Oh man, no, I love it. And I just, you know, for me growing up, not making it pro sports, it was really tough for me to have, I still had that belief that not making it, it meant I wasn't going to make it in other areas. So, you know, being able to talk to people who made it to that level and then being able to teach that because I just want everyone to understand like the magnitude that that takes and then what you can take from that and share is just so there's so much gold in that because there's, it's relentless to get to that, to that spot. And, and now being able to take all that value that you had and to be able to share that in a book, even like the two books that you're doing, it's like, you've walked the walk. You know, right. now you can talk to talk, you know, a lot of people talk about this or success and they, they haven't really accomplished that much. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I agree with that 100%. But the true victory in this for us is that at the collegiate level, at the professional level and at the corporate level, it's the same game. Yeah. And let's merge these. Because I tell you what, a C-level executive, he or she doesn't want to be successful. They're already successful. They're already six, seven figures. Where do want to be successful? They already got stock options. What do they do? At that level, they want to win. How do they win? They want to win the quarter. Every quarter, they have their estimates, and then they have the actuals, okay? Mm -hmm. The estimates need to line up or exceed the actual the actual actuals. And then guess what? If they don't, then they lose. They lost a quarter. That's what yeah. they want. The yeah. problem is, is that they teach management and under, they teach us success. They don't teach us winning. Mm -hmm. So when you have an environment that's based off of winning from the top to the bottom, now, wow, now you have congruency, you have agreement. When you have agreement, you have everything. You have yeah. everything. Awesome, man. Well, there's always one staple question that I ask when we're wrapping up and it's what is one lesson that adversity has taught you? Yeah. Well, it's this adversity has taught me 
that adversity is is not just on the path of winning. Adversity is a part of winning. And you cannot win without adversity. The greats always have adversity. When the eagle flies into the, the eagle flies into the adversity and rises above it. You have to have the failures. You have to have the setbacks because it is a part of the win. Like example, adversity. Yeah. When you first learned how to ride a bicycle, right? <laughs> yeah. You fell off the bike. That was your adversity. Yeah. So much of that was so much adversity that you learned when you learned to ride the bike that you didn't fall anymore. So when you get knocked down, if you can look up, you can get up and get back on the bike. Adversity is your friend. Yes. It's your greatest ally, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. That's like, that's kind of, I think that's what I have on iTunes. It's like, even when it feels like your greatest enemy, it's actually your greatest ally. Yes, it is. And it's changing that perspective, amen. That's my whole goal. And I, I love that you said it like that because it's so true. Sometimes it feels like, it's punching us in the face, but we're getting better because of it. If everything is easy all the time, we're never learning, right? Right. And, and I, I love that, man. So thank you so much. I want to make sure we can let, – let's, uh, let's plug your book again. Yeah. Let's make sure that we know where, where exactly – where can we find it? You can get it off of Amazon. The Winning Edge. Yeah, you can get it off of Amazon. And also you can get it off of my website yeah. at seanharper.org. Uh, Sean – with a W, seanharper.org, and get off my website um, and have contact information for speaking events as well. Awesome, man. Well, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for coming and hanging out with us and sharing your story. Um, it's super powerful to be able to, you know, get these lessons and to be able to extract them and share them with everybody. So I got a lot of value and I'm sure everyone else did too. Thank you so much. Play to win. Yeah. My pleasure, man. All right, everybody, make sure to check out Sean. We got all, we'll have all the links and everything you need to find his book in the show notes. And uh, appreciate you guys. Sean Harper, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Follow, go check out Sean Harper. Go follow him everywhere you can. We'll have all the links in the show notes. And as well, subscribe, leave us a review. Let us know what you think about the show. Add, share it with a friend. You know, let us know what you liked about it. And, you know, who you'd like to see on the show as well, guys. So I appreciate you. Have an amazing day. Chat soon. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.